emotional self-care is finding, feeling your feelings fully, not staying stuck in your feelings, feeling them for 30 seconds to a minute, and then moving through them, releasing them next, next emotions, being present in your emotions, present in the moment, um, and also creating safe environments and safe spaces to feel your feelings. Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Guy Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Well, hello, I'm excited. We're doing another healing episode so that you're aware of what you're getting yourself into. It's not my uh, frolicky, orgasmic side, but it's me, so I'm sure I'll say some swearing and some inappropriateness. <laughs> I'm sure sex will and orgasm will pop in here somewhere. <laughs> it always does. Okay, so we're going to talk about self-care. Self-care is like the very, 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 very important topic. And one of our, and our sponsor for today's episode is Glam Muse Beauty Bar. The, the, the beauty bar that is all-inclusive, uh, it's a safe, not judgmental space. And they truly believe that everybody deserves, no matter what your gender, no matter what your orientation is, uh, come on in and get your nails, your makeup, your hair done to feel beautiful, which leads me to self-care. That's another reason why we're having this conversation. So let's talk about nails and the details of, you know, my nail people. These are my nail people. Okay. And you've probably heard on lots of episodes, all the crazy things <laughs> that my nail peeps do for me around my nails, because they're, my nails are an important part of my self-care and my well-being on all the different areas of my life. So we're going to drop into that. But again, glammusebeautybar.com, all the details will be in the show notes. Okay. Let's talk about what is self-care. And then we'll get into the different areas. So what is self-care? It's, it's a word that's thrown around in the self-help world all over the place. Self-care, self-care, self-care. So self-care is, in essence, what it says. It's about taking care of yourself. We live in a society, in North American society anyways, where we give, 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 give. We overextend ourselves. We take care of everybody else's needs and we don't take care of ourselves. And when we, as a child, were taught, we were taught that self-care or anything of the self usually equals selfishness. And that's a really loaded word because it is the thing that prevents us from actually taking care of ourselves. As we've been programmed to believe that when we take time for ourselves, when we do what need, we need to do so that we can be the best versions of ourselves, it means that we are selfish or others throw around the word selfish because they don't because they're, they're not getting their needs from you in that moment and they don't want to respect boundaries, but that's other people's shit. That's not yours. Okay. So self-care is about taking care of oneself. Think of it as if you've been on an airplane 
And, you know, the flight attendants going on about here are the exits, Get, you know, in the event that we land in water, here's a floating device. <laughs> I much prefer a parachute, but anyways, whatever. And the oxygen mask. And they always say, please put your oxygen mask on first and then help others. That concept, that construct is what the essence of self-care is about. If you do not take care of you, you are no good to anybody else. Truly, you are no good to anybody else. So self-care in this conversation and this episode is all about make sure you put your own oxygen mask on first before you help fellow passengers in your life. There's different kinds of self-care. In particular, here are the big areas of where we really want to like drop into our self-care. There's our body, taking care of our physical body. And I will talk about my regimen of taking care of my physical body in a second. There is our physical appearance as part, can be part that ties into both our physical well-being and our emotional well-being and our mental well-being. Um, so it's our physical appearance is another area of self-care. Um, our emotional well-being, uh, very important because if you are emotionally out of whack, shit's going sideways. <laughs> Shit is going seriously sideways. And then there's the, your uh, mental well-being, also important in the self-care department your mental wellness. And then I would say a big part of a key ingredient to self-care is self-awareness. Because without self-awareness, we don't know what areas we need are lacking in our self-care regime. And there's a difference between daily self-care weekly self-care, monthly, and yearly. So it's important. Again, please put your oxygen, oxygen mask on first before you help your fellow passengers. Super important. So what, let's talk about, let's talk about the shit show of happens when you don't do self-care because <laughs> we're all familiar with this. And when I start talking, you'd be like, oh, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> so you're exhausted. You're burnt out. You uh, aren't eating properly. You can't sleep. Your problems with your sleeping. There's problems with your pooping. Pooping is a good indicator that shit is going, not going way it's supposed to. <laughs> it's gone sideways. Your poop, pooping problems. Um, you are frustrated, you're angry, you are crying a lot, you are feeling very sad, you're feeling very despair, you have a lot of despair going on. These are usually, these are some indicators that maybe you're not taking care of all the areas of your life that you need to be taking care of. Your relationships are falling apart, you're um, struggling, all the relationships, co-workers, family relationships, children, partners, all, all of those relationships aren't doing very well, um, is an indicator that there's some, you're probably burnt out and maxed out and got nothing left in the tank because you haven't refueled the tank. So we all know what that looks like. And we all know what that feels like. And we probably watched as a child, we probably watched the adults not take enough time for themselves, give, 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 then lose their shit and get angry and frustrated, lost their patient, lots of, when you aren't doing self-care, you tend to not have much uh, patience. Patience is not really, you're, 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 you're wound so tight that you're ready to implode all the time because you have nothing 
There's nothing. You have no patience. You have no tolerance. You have no, you're angry. You want to run people off the road. You got road rage happening. Um, you know, somebody looks at you the wrong way. You're ready to lose it. Like that is usually a pretty good indicator that you are on the cusp of imploding. So often what happens when we have maxed out, we are burned out. We either are a lasher outer. That's right. The technical term is lasher outer. Or we internalize it, meaning we go within, we withdraw, we, um, you know, self-medicate, self-regulate, not in a healthy sort of way. Um, we withdraw. So either we attack or we are withdraw. Um, sometimes you can be both and do both, but typically there one you tend to lean more to one than the other when you have not been taking care of yourself and you are empty. Your fuel inside is empty. All right, let's talk about the body. So I'll talk about my regime. So let's talk about my self-care regime. And then um, in our extended version, we can talk about um, some of the things that uh, you might want to look at about your own regime of self-care. Like where are the areas we can have a conversation about in the extended version? Where are the areas that you are like totally kicking ass at? And where are the areas that mm, you could probably have, you know, spend some more areas, like boost that area up. Okay. So my body. I have a regime for my body, my self-care regime for my body. Now, my body is very high maintenance for lots of reasons. I was in a car accident. I have uh, celiac. I have horrible, you know, digestion. Um, this hot, sexy body of mine that's incredibly orgasmic is also like high maintenance. So... I have to spend a lot of time in the physical self-care realm in order to be able to function properly. I have tons of supplements here. I brought just some of them. Like every every morning I take all these supplements. <laughs> Probably take about, you know, six to 10 pills every morning of uh, supplements for the help with my nutrition and all the things and help my body function as it needs to function. Um, I have a very, very, very regimented diet um, to when I can eat, how, what I can eat, uh, the balancing of those, those foods to help my digestion. Now, this is stuff is important that I make this choice because if I don't make this choice, what happens is that I wake up in the middle of the night vomiting. Um, I have acid reflux so badly that I'm puking in my mouth all the time. Um, I, you know, have irritable bowel. Um, so, you know, it's coming out the other end as well. And, um, and you're like, these are not sexy. No, they're not sexy. They're not sexy at all. <laughs> My GI tract from start to finish is, is a challenge. Um, you know, anal fissures, like all the things. So if I choose to not take care of me, then my body is falling apart and I'm having to be on medications and I'm having to be on pain medications and I'm having to, you know, um, you know, I was in a car accident, so I have chronic pain. So I have a lot of stuff. So I have to do these things. So I go to massage once a week. I go swimming all the time. I work out like I if I don't work out and I don't swimming, my ribs pop out and I have chronic pain and all these things. And so like how I eat, I, I have to sleep. I have to have proper sleep. If I don't have proper sleep, it agitates the inflammation in my body, which then creates more chronic pain, which then means I have to be on heavy duty pain medications, which makes me stoned and not brilliant and not in a fun sort of stone stone way where I'm like laughing about stupid shit, but like drooling and not brilliant and not fabulous and not fun. And then I have to take more drugs to compensate for those drugs. So my body is a delicate, delicate, yet orgasmic and sexy thing. It is high maintenance. 
and I have to do those things in order for me to be able to function in the world and not be on all these heavy duty narcotic medicine medications and living in not a very orgasmic life. And then also not being able to go gallivant or have adventures or spend time with friends or see clients or all these things. So that's why in order for me to be fabulous for the world, I have to take care of my body. And that's the important part of taking care of my body. Now, hopefully, your body isn't as high maintenance and as a delicate flower as mine. So you don't have to do all those things. It might just be, uh, you know, adding some nice healthy food to your system and adding some supplements and making sure you drink lots of water and getting some exercise. That might be all your body needs. And if that's the case, I lovingly invite you to lean into that so that you can have this wonderful body that is capable. It's like your vehicle. This is the way I look at it. Your body is your vehicle. And it's your vehicle that allows you to be out in the world and engaging with others. So it starts with our body. If we don't take care of our bodies, the rest of it, it doesn't fucking matter, really. <laughs> Fundamentally. And I know because I've lived in a very complicated body with a lot of things. Now let's talk about my looks and my beauty regime which is where it comes into glam muse beauty bar and my nail people so let's talk about for me i don't do a lot of uh beauty stuff i have some beauty stuff that i do my nails are really important to me and in a second i'll talk about my nails um you know i dye my hair a couple times a year um, cause I like the way it makes me feel feisty and, um, passionate. And, uh, I like the change that I see when I, um, dye my hair. I haven't dyed my hair in like six months or so. Um, so, um, I'll dye it after the summer cause I do a lot of swimming and it just strips all the dye out of my hair. So in the fall, you'll see me my feisty redhead. Um, and I don't wear a lot of makeup. I typically, the only makeup I really wear is my lovely, lovely lipstick. That's really the only makeup that I wear. Um, and I do Shea Brother. So this is my Shea Butter. It's uh, made by a company. I'm going to pronounce, oh, I can't pronounce it. So I, I'm going to spell it M-A-I-G-A. Maja, maybe. Um, anyways, it is phenomenal. <laughs> you're like, if you're watching me and you're seeing me, you're always like, you look so young. The reason I look young, there's a couple of reasons why I look so young. Um, I'm 47, by the way. The reason I look so young is because I drink lots and lots and lots of water. I use shea butter on my skin every day. I lube it up. Anybody who ever gets the luxury of touching me, they're always like, oh my God, you're so soft and silky and smooth. That's because of the shea butter. It's a process every morning. It's a lubing myself up and I don't wear a lot of makeup. So it doesn't really dry out my skin and I'm not a sun worshiper. So I don't spend a lot of time. I'm a shady nudist. <laughs> Yes, I'm a nudist. So uh, I spend a lot of time being when I am outside naked, I have sunscreen on and I'm like in the shade because I burn really easily. So and of course, the most important two most other important pieces that keep me really young is I laugh all the time and I have lots of orgasms. So that's the secret to my beauty. <laughs> so let's talk about my nails. So why do I get my nails done? So first of all, it started with I got my toes done because I love my feet and I think I have beautiful, sexy feet and I like getting colors on my feet and designs. And so it's fun and it's playful. And so I first started with getting pedicures and I fell in love with it. But at that time, I owned a pottery and drumming seat teaching studio. So it made no sense for me to get like nice, fancy nails with my hands in clay all day long. So I didn't do my nails for those years. I just did my toenails. 
But what started happening is that my nails and the colors that I chose and the designs that I chose on my toenails were directly response to, this is for me anyways, allow, was connected to how I wanted to feel. So if I was like wanting to, and then I started utilizing my nails as a way to use my magic. So again, if you're like, I didn't know Gaia does magic. I am a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics. And I'm a very magical being. <laughs> and there's a great episode that I talk about, uh, you know, my magics. And you can see throughout uh, the episodes, but one is about sex magic, episode uh, 109. Um, okay, so where was I talking? Oh, magical. So what I was started to do is what I wanted to manifest is what I would wear. And the so different colors represent different things. And without me going into what each color represents, and that could be a whole other conversation that I do in a whole episode with it. We talk about colors and what they mean and the meaning of things and the symbols of things. But I started using my nails as a way to imbue and in, embody what it is that I was calling into my life. So if I needed more water energy, my I would use blue. If I needed more growth, and livelihood, I would, you know, bring in colors of green, shades of green. If I needed red, I needed more fire and more passion and more lust. <laughs> I was calling the more of that, you know, sexy energy in, I would use reds. And so I started use, I found that colors and then the symbols that were used and the that that started to be a part of it. And and it's it's morphed into like very specific so if i'm calling in money i'll have money symbols on my fingernails and um you know i actually had um you know my you know glam muse they're awesome they're awesome they're like what do you want what do you need gaia <laughs> they don't even question they don't judge they don't question they're like whatever you know and so you know uh around slutty christmas slutty xmas we get slutty Xmas written on my nails and, you know, we've had penises and vaginas and sperm on my nails, which is amazing. And, you know, I've, I've had them actually put money in my month, like on my nails, like actual $50 bills cut up into my, onto my nails, which manifested a lot of money into my world. Like, so nails are a really important part of my, my mental health, my spiritual health, my emotional health and um you know and they look sexy and uh, my clients love them and uh everybody's always commenting about them so uh that's that's for me my um looks and how it affects me but i know lots of other people have all sorts of regimes around their appearance and that their appearance directly relates to their emotional well-being and their mental well-being and their physical well-being in a lot of ways. And so sometimes if you're not you're not feeling very well and you do something that makes you look like you feel really well, it'll help to change your mental state and make you feel like, oh, I am going to feel better. And which you, in turn, you do start to feel better. So, um, you know, there's lots of different. So, I, you know, self-care. So so appearance may seem like a thing of vanity which it can be and there's nothing wrong with it you know um but it also can be an important part of self one self-care it can be how we perceive ourselves how we see ourselves how what that energy how that makes us feel about ourselves you know like you know if um i'll cut so for example if i'm going through one of the things that i do around my hair is if i'm if i'm going through a major transformation um or a death um i will cut my hair and um and it cuts all the past and there's a whole ritual that i do around cutting my hair um again that's the magical part of you know the high priestess in me 
others will go get their hair cut and dyed and you know because they need some oomph or they need a change or they need some inspiration or they um they've just gone through a breakup and they want to feel beautiful and empowered like there's lots of reasons why people do the things that they do around their appearance and you know or they go shopping and they buy an outfit that makes them feel powerful and strong or you know sexy or soft or feminine or whatever it is so what we look like and our appearance is a, can be a part of our self-care regime now here's the thing that's really important with any one of these things whether it's our body self-care or our appearance self-care it can be a place of empowerment and healthiness or it can be a place of self-destruction so trying to fix a problem and hide it under your appearance isn't going to change things but utilizing your appearance in a healthy way to you know boost your feelings of things is good but being obsessed about your appearance and being that that's the only thing and obsessed about your weight and what you look like and and all of those pieces that we all know we've had moments of or we know people who have moments of that's not healthy. That's not taking care of yourself. That's self-loathing, self that's self-hatred, and it's not an, an self-acceptance of who you truly are. You're trying to change who you truly are and not love who you truly are. Anything that's about physical appearance needs to be an accessory. It needs to highlight what you appreciate and love and adore about your body. It needs to be from that place and that place is healthy. The other extreme, not a healthy place to be. Okay. Just needed to say that I'm all for, uh, you know, doing part of your self-care is what you look like. But if what you look like is your self-esteem and self-worth, then we have a bigger problem. Please reach out to me so that we can heal that and we can, you know, uh, change that narrative because that doesn't feel good either. Okay. All right. So let's get into our emotional self-care. So here's the thing about emotions. There's no good emotions, no bad emotions. There's uh Pleasant emotions and unpleasant emotions? Absolutely. But right emotions, good emotions, bad emotions, there are none of those. How we react or respond and uh, deal with our emotions, that can be either healthy or, or toxic. Again, no judgment in it. It's either one or the other. So emotions are a big conversation. If you want to understand all of the things about emotions, I highly recommend checking out my book, Stop, Drop, and Wiggle. I go into emotions, what they are, how to feel them, how to do with them, all the kind of stuff, okay? Great book, Stop, Drop, and Wiggle. You can find it on my website, Amazon, all over the world. Stop, Drop, and Wiggle, Savvy and Easy Steps to Happiness. Okay, coming back to emotional, emotional well-being, emotional self-care. You have to feel your emotions. I know sucks. <laughs> it can suck at times. And when I say feel your emotions, I mean the whole gamut of emotions, not just the pleasant ones, but the all of them. And the key with emotional self-care is to not to actually allow yourself to feel them and release them and feel them and release them, not to suppress them, not to avoid them, not to mask them, not to eat them away work avoidance, all the avoidance, eat them away, work them away, all the, a lot of addiction stuff comes from trying to not feel emotional avoidance and suppression. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of work, which means that you are wound tight and ready to blow. You're just waiting for the straw to break the camel's back. That's your like one giant bomb waiting to go off when you don't have emotional self-care. Now, emotional self-care is a daily practice. <laughs> it's 
acknowledging that you're feeling shit and have some feelings, creating safe space to have your feelings, figuring out how do you feel things? What's, what is a feeling? Like a lot of us have really done a number, been taught to do a number of suppressing that stuff. So you may need some extra support in this department. Please reach out. Okay. So emotional self-care is finding, feeling your feelings fully, not staying stuck in your feelings, feeling them for 30 seconds to a minute, and then moving through them, releasing them next, next emotions, being present in your emotions, present in the moment. Um, and also creating safe environments and safe spaces to feel your feelings because other people are very uncomfortable with emotions. <laughs> not just you, you're not alone. That's, that should make you feel good. <laughs> Others are not comfortable with emotions either. So if you go around having emotions and they're like, whoa, I've worked really hard to not have any emotions, they're going to be a little uncomfortable. So you got to create some safe environments and some sp safe space for yourself to have uh, your feelings. Even if that's sitting in your car, going to the bathroom at work, just have a moment, find safe environments that you can feel your feelings, whatever that is. If it's anger, jump up and down. And again, to learn how to express all those emotions, I highly recommend my book, Stop, Drop and Wiggle. That'll help. Okay. Or reach out to me, guymorissette.com for some coaching and some support. Now let's get to the mental. That's the mind. That's where we're thinking, all the thinking, all the thoughts, all that stuff affects our feeling, our emotions, our emotions affect our thoughts. And so there's like, what came first, the, you know, chicken or the egg, it's both. So mental self-care is making sure that you do what you need to do to be on top of your thought processes to know what your thought processes are. Again, Stop, Drop, and Wiggle, great book for that. Um, really, you know, getting some, some, some professional support is really helpful for that. Um, understanding that you are, you can control what your thoughts are and your feeling, which will help with your emotional well-being, your thought well-being. The negative self-talk, the, the low self steam the the stories that we tell ourselves that are that we think we need to believe all of those things so what's happening in the mind is like very very important and your ability to recognize it be aware of it and um, take control of it is an important part of your mental self-care and this is more than just a daily this is a moment to moment awareness piece and in the beginning, when you start doing mental self-care, it's a lot, it can be a lot of work and it makes you, can make you exhausted as you're like, wow, I didn't realize that's what I believed or that's what I was thinking or wow, that's a judgment. Wow. Like all of the things. Now, how do we, and then taking time for ourselves is part of, so our emotional well-being and self-care is about having your feelings. Our mental self-care is about having the space to be able to hear and understand what you're thinking, which means if you're in the middle of chaos all the time, you don't really even know, you're, there's no time for you to actually have awareness. There's no time for you to figure out what you're really thinking because the, all these thoughts are playing on the subconscious level typically. So you need a space, you need space, you need time, you need uh, places that are safe, that are quiet, that are still in your life. I would say at least on a weekly basis, and definitely, if not on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis to kind of do a mental inventory, like what, what's been going on in my brain. And you need to have some stillness and some quiet and some alone time to do that. Whether that's going for a walk by yourself and contemplating what's going on, whether that's sitting down to journal, there's many different types and ways in which you can you know, find out what's going on in your brain. There's lots of tools to find that out. But 
you need the energy and the space. And we often spend a lot of time, just like the emotional avoidance, we spend a lot of time and energy um, being busy and distracting ourselves from what's mentally happening in our brains, our thought processes, our belief systems. So you need to make space for that in order to have that happen. So what does mind look like? Okay, so let's talk about uh, emotional self-care. So my emotional self-care is I let my feelings run amok. That's <laughs> the best way to put it. <laughs> and uh, there's time and a place where they don't run amok. So like when I'm sitting with clients, they don't run amok. When I'm at certain places, they don't run amok. Um, but when I'm in certain spaces in certain places with certain people, they, I don't control them. I allow my emotions to have whatever they're going to have. Um, which then usually leads me, helps me to have awareness of what the stories that are going, like, I don't usually have random emotions without thoughts that are attached to them. So what that means is sometimes it can feel a little like hmm, out of control. One minute I'm like, I'm super happy. And then the next minute I'm like, crying. And then the next minute I'm annoyed. And then the next minute I'm back to happy. Oh, and then the next minute I'm like, maybe have some anxiety. I'm afraid. And then the next moment. So like, that's what that could look like in the course of like a, a uh, a day, I could have had all these different emotional experiences throughout my day. But here's the thing. I only let those emotions fully without judgment, I just let them have my time to feel them for like 30 seconds to maybe a minute if it's a big emotion about something that's really like something just happened, and then it's important, then I'm going to last longer in it. But otherwise, I just feel it find out I have my feelings. And then I ask the question, what's this related to? And then I find out, is it something that I, is it something I need to change in my life? Course correct. Is it something that I needed to know? Like it's a teachable moment that I needed to understand? Um, or is it just something that I'm carrying because that was programmed I'm supposed to believe in doesn't actually serve the, my greater good and what serves me. So then I can just get rid of it. And so I just spend, so then once I've established what that is, that's the mental part of it. So I do my emotions and then I do my mental and then carry on. And that process can happen really quickly, like 30 seconds to a minute. And then the processing part might take another minute to figure out what that is and then carry on. So throughout the day, I'm having lots and 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 lots of emotional, mental self-care all day long, making choices, making choices, making choices. So that's what that looks like today in my life. And it's wonderful. And then once a week, I try to do this once a week as I sit down and I go and have a conversation with my subconscious, which I have access to because I, you know, I do advanced inner child work called the flesh method. You want to learn more about that. You might want to check out episode 112. And I go in and I have a conversation with my subconscious and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? What's happening? What should I be aware of that? I'm not aware of blah, blah, blah. And I find out what's going on. And then I do the things that I need to do to course correct or change the choices that I've made or the relationship dynamics that might need to be changed or whatever it is that's causing me to run amok. That's not in line with the life that I want to have, which is a life filled with happiness, joy, and health and ease. And of course, orgasm. <laughs> so that's the life that I have. That's, that's my mission to be happy, horny, healthy, and wealthy. <laughs> that's it. And so everything I do emotionally, physically, psychologically, mentally is to be on track to have, to create that life. And that's why I, where I know that when that's out of whack, that I need to up my self-care. But 
if I don't do any of these things, so if I don't take care of my body and I don't work on my, you know, I'm not in with my appearance and I'm not taking care of my emotions and I'm not taking care of myself mentally, and I don't have that self-awareness time once a week, sometimes once a month if I get super busy, which by the way, I don't recommend because then I am a giant clusterfuck. <laughs> got a whole month without having a check-in with myself that's never it never leads to anywhere good <laughs> but anyways and from that place when I didn't that's how I live now and I live a fabulous life my life is fantastic I have incredible relationships with the people in my life. I have awesome sex life. My body's doing better than it's ever done since my car accident. Um, you know, I, yeah, there's no crisis. There's no drama. There's no stress. Even when there are those things, I can manage and handle it really well. And, and life is spectacular, but life is spectacular because I've made self-care a priority. Myself is a priority. And from that, you know what? I get to give to the audience in the world, my brilliance. I get to give to all of my lovers who are really important to me. I get to give the best version of myself. My family gets the best version of myself. My friends get the best version of myself because I've made myself, again, back to the beginning of this episode, I put on my oxygen mask first before I help my fellow passengers. And when I do that, everybody benefits. When I don't make myself the priority in the self-care, you know what happens? No one gets anything. I don't get what I need. No one else gets what I need, what they need from me. I am a clusterfuck. I am a mess. I am all the things. I'm in pain. I'm, it's, it's an ugly shit show of chaos and mayhem. And I used to live like that. So I used to live, I lived for most of my life. It's the last, I would say the last 10 years in particular has been like hardcore self-care on top of my shit working on being the best version of myself, everyday commitment. And the last 10 years of my life have been spectacular. The years before then, not so much. Chaos, mayhem, shit show, drama. Oh my God, so much drama. <laughs> so much heartbreak, so much chaos. Don't get me wrong. It makes me really good at my job and I'm really good in a crisis and I'm fabulous crisis management and, and all of those things. And I wouldn't change it for the world, all the lessons that I learned from those. But I do not miss living in the chaos on any level whatsoever. And being in so much distress was horrible. And all the things that I had to do to survive, just to numb out, to be on autopilot because I wasn't taking care of me. I will never go back to that. I, like I said, if I go for a month without doing a check-in with myself, I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> so I have to say it's worth it. It's worth doing. And if you're like, oh my God, my life is too busy. That's, 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 first of all, that's, you're going to be your subconscious way of trying to hijack you making some changes because the brain doesn't really like change. It's not really a friend of change. Um, so here is my counterpoint to that. Can you really afford, is your, let's take a moment and look at your life. Is your life filled with fabulous? Can you say my life is fabulous? I love my life. I really am enjoying my life. Everything is good. All the areas I talked about are good, solid. I feel in really solid. The answer is no. Then not making space in your life to do something different is just going to end you into an early grave. And it's going to end the, you know, the relationships in your life and you can't call in new wonderful people into your world. And, you know, you, you're going to be in that starvation mode and all the stuff 
it's not going to get any better. Your body's not going to get any better. Your emotions aren't going to get any better. Your mental health isn't going to get any better. Your appearance isn't going to get any better. None of that is going to get any better if you don't do something different. And that difference is self-care. And what that looks like for you is different. Each person's regime of self-care is different. You know, me emotional, like I have a whole bunch of stuff. So it's like having my feelings and there's having, you know, releasing my feelings and hugging a tree, going for a walk, going for, you know, working out, going for a swim. Some people need to clean. Like there's a lot of ways in which we can, you know, move with our emotions and release those emotions from our bodies what works for you is different and it's important to figure that out you need help you know where i am mentally understanding the nuances of what you believe and why you believe and why you think and why you behave and all the things that's that's it's kind of a big thing we're not really taught how to do that we're really taught just to push it all down and ignore it and do whatever makes try to not think about it how can i distract myself again important to heal but how you do that like where is that quiet time where's that quiet space somebody might be going kayaking somebody might be going for a walk somebody might be rock climbing somebody it might be so that you have the stillness and the quiet to actually do that some might have a bath some um you know these are these are activities of self-care so that's the other piece there's active there's these are the areas of your self-care but then there's activities to achieve that self-care where we may need to do instead of self-care it's like uh aftercare is a better way of putting it you know how do we take care of ourselves after we've done the physical work and the emotional work and the this you know the mental work is it i've been uber stressed out and i haven't given myself any space and time okay so what are my space and time so that I can figure out what's going on and what do I need to change and just to breathe? Like, have I not been breathing? <laughs> you know, which again, it's like, how am I taking care of what I need physically? Okay, so that might be going, having a bath, playing some music. If you're, uh, you know, painting, if you're creative, doing arts and crafts, taking, taking a class that helps you get out of your brain, your head to just drop into the moment where you're not thinking all the time and you're just helping you find your Zen and your stillness and your quiet so that in the stillness and the quiet, this is where we find out what it is we need. What is it that we need emotionally, physically, psychologically? What is it that we need? So that's another, that's a huge piece of this conversation is that where are the areas, what are the things that you do to have the quiet time, the stillness, the me time? Is it shaving your legs? Is it doing your hair? Is it, you know, having your morning coffee? Where is those moments where you get to be drop in and just check in with you? And be like, ah, things are good. Or fuck, you know what? It's been too long since I've done this. I need to change up how my, I need to wake up a little bit earlier. I need to do this or I need to do that instead. So do I, I need to have a conversation so I get more support. I need to, we need to hire a cleaning person so I don't have to do all of that. So I have more space and more time. You need the time and the space. That's another part of the self-care regimen. You don't have the stillness. Where do you find the stillness? What is it that gives you that stillness? Okay, that's it. That's all. This is a long episode. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Again, for all of your nail needs, all your sexy nail needs and self-care, go visit Glamuse Beauty Bar. Names in the show notes. For the extended version where we're going to talk about, I actually, I feel like I covered it all in this episode, really. I don't think we're going to do an ex, no extended version for this, this episode. Um, you need me, reach out to me. Okay, that's, that's what I'm going to say. You need help. It's going to be a comprehensive help of like, where are the areas? What's going on? What do you need? 
here's some tools. It's going to be more customized. So need some support, reach out to me, guymorissette.com. You can also, you know, if, if you don't resonate by reaching out with me, there's plenty of other experts and um, people that can support you through that process. If you're like, well, who do I look for? Um, you know, you want to look for in this department around self-care, unless you have a trauma base or trauma background, I would suggest looking at life coaches um, versus therapists, because coaches tend to be more proactive of like concrete ways in which you can get um, these new implements. And it is action. Self-care is about action. It's not just about talking about it. It's about taking action and creating those action plans. So make sure that you have whoever you see, whether it's me or somebody else, that they are action driven to help you create the best version of your life. All right. That's it. That's all. Till next episode. Bye-bye. Oh, actually I lied. <laughs> Tell your friends, like, follow, subscribe, Go listen, watch. If you want to watch this episode, you can watch it on Patreon um, for free. But while you're there, you might want to watch and listen to all the bonus content and all the other episodes that have extended endings um, for as little as $5 a month. So go check it out, Patreon. And again, that's in the show notes as well. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So, quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. Now, if you're like, oh, I really wonder what's in the extended version. <laughs> well, find out at Patreon. Come join my Patreon for not only the extended version of this episode, but also bonus content behind the scenes, all sorts of juicy, juicy stuff. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is my orgasmic life podcast where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> So please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay. Listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.